uh, it's good again to be with you all and uh, come together again tonight to talk about uh, relationships and again what God's Word has to say uh, to us and how we can apply these things to our, our lives and our various relationships so that we can give the world a, a right picture uh, of who God is by how we do life together. And so uh, let's, let's, let's have a word of prayer and we'll, we'll jump into tonight's uh, session. Father, thank you again for um, just the privilege of being together. Thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that um, uh, speaks to us, guides us, um, um, fills us, and, and helps us to, um, to hear what you have to say through your word. And, uh, and, and God, just, just help us as we um, just seek to um, apply these things to our lives. Not, we wouldn't just be hearers, but we would indeed be doers of, of the things you show us, I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, on just kind of the next segment in this. We, you know, again Sunday we looked at what the purpose uh, of relationships is uh, to, to glorify God, to represent, to reflect His image here in this world um, by how we we do life together. Uh, Monday night we talked about the importance of loving one another and what it looks like to really love people uh, the way Christ loved us, not just uh, by the things we say and, and cute little cards that we we send one another, but but when it gets down into life. And then last night we talked about the issue of respect and how it's important for us to, to uh, again, be the, the visible image of Jesus Christ by how we respect and honor one another. So tonight we're going to talk about the, the, the next step in this. And, and I want to call this uh, God's design for the family. Turn to page 47 in your book if you want to follow along there. Let me say this. Don't let the word family, um, don't get hung up on that, okay? I know sometimes people uh, see that word and they're like, okay, well, he's just going to talk you know, to married people and that doesn't apply to me. And, but but there's, there's principles and things we're going to talk about tonight that, that apply to all of us, okay? So, so, so God's design for how we do life together and so we want to look at, at what that what that is. Okay, so so again, help me out tonight. What is, what is this here on the on the on the screen? What is this you see? What do you call this? An org chart. Okay, an organizational chart, a flow chart, something like that. All right, it's it's a it's a a tool that that businesses or organizations will use to just kind of help things run more effectively and efficiently. Just knowing who's responsible for what, knowing uh, lines of communication, just just helps. Businesses to you know, organizations. Your, your church probably has something similar to this, where just knowing who who needs to take care of what. Well, I believe God has given us a, a kind of a, an org chart, if you will, a flow chart for the the, the family. Okay, for our, our our relationships, and it's found in First Corinthians eleven three, which says this: that the head of man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. And there's a, there's a there's an illustration here of of how we line ourselves up under God's authority and God's design, um, we can function better. Now, let me say from the beginning, this is not an issue of, of value. Okay, it's not a value statement. This is a, 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 we're talking about roles and responsibilities and function and, and the way we do things together uh, and, uh, is, is going to help demonstrate uh, the the life of of Christ, okay, a picture of of God in in this. So so how, we I want to unpack this so we can kind of understand what it looks like. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in two segments basically. One I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the ladies about what your role is in this. Okay, what does it look like to to line yourself up uh, under God's design? And then I, then we're gonna come back and talk to the men. So what, I'm gonna talk to the ladies. I'd like my wife Lori to come up here. 
and uh, and share with me for a little bit and um, and just give some some perspective on this. You know, um, Lori can speak, you know, from a from an angle, from a perspective that I can't and can share some things that, that I think would be more helpful. And then and then the other reason is that I found that when I when I talk about these kinds of things, um, anything I say can and will be used against me. And so <laughs> she's going to help me stay out of trouble, you know, or uh, before I get into trouble, I don't know where it's going to go. Okay, so so uh, so basically two things. Ladies, what is your role and responsibility in this? I think we can sum it up like this, that your role is to create a submissive atmosphere, create a submissive atmosphere. Now, as soon as I say that word submissive, all right, probably many of you just kind of, you know, bristled a little bit and it was like, wait a minute, here we go. And, and I, and I talked last night about how, you know, I, I think a lot has been done to damage the name of Christ by the way men have, have, have abused some of these principles in scripture. So, so what we want to do before we kind of define what biblical submission is, 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 uh, uh, deconstruct how it, it has been wrongly defined. Okay. So, so we want to define what submission is not before we jump into what it is. So, Submission is not inferiority. All right, that's the, it's not about it again. It's not. This isn't a value statement. When when God says this is how things should line up, this is about about roles, responsibilities. It's 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 about how we uh, just function together uh, as as a family, as a couple. So submission, first of all, is not inferiority. The second thing is sur- submission is not surrendering your identity or, or your personality. I have a personality that's very strong. I'm a competent person. I'm efficient. Um, and then my one of my best friends, she's just more of that um, sweet, kind. I feel like I'm surrounded by sweet and kind people. Um, you and, just attract us. Right. Us? <laughs> How? That was not in the That notes. was not in there. I um, love improv. I told you that the other night. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, she's just a little more of a, a passive person. And so in my head, that's what submission looked like. And so I was going to have to change my personality, but uh, just learning, it wasn't a personality as much of a heart issue. Exactly. And I, and I, here's the deal. I love Lori's personality. I need Lori's personality. Some of the, some of the uh, areas of weakness that I've shared about last night are, are, are areas where she's has strengths and I need those things to, to balance me out and to, to help me, and so um, I, I, you know, I I love her for her personality. I don't want that to change. So that's again, not what submission is not talking about. That um, but biblical submission is also not a lack of influence. For me, I had the concept that a submissive wo- woman was just kind of someone who sat quietly by, and her husband would come home and say, "This is what we're doing," and she'd say, "Yes, sir." And I thought, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and so, um, thankfully, that's not what it is either. Exactly. Uh, um, the, the idea of submission, when, when, you, when we look at the, the creation account again, okay, God creates man, says it's, this isn't complete, okay, and he creates woman. It's, it says in there that, he, that God made a helper for him. The word helper there, as I understand it in Hebrew, comes from two different words. The first word means to help, okay? It's the same word used of God in the Psalms where it says my, my help comes from the Lord. It's somebody that's going to help you actually accomplish something. The second word is is uh, stand, means somebody who stands uh, opposed to or in front of, okay. So sometimes um, I I need Lori's help by her speaking up and saying, "Hey Jimmy, you know what about this? Think about this." And I need her to speak into my life 
uh, about certain things. There's there's uh, there's things in which she's got a perspective and angle on on things that um that that I don't that I can't see. So is that picture on there, Nathan? I'm not seeing it on the on the screen here. Can you bring that up? Okay, so um, I um, I couldn't cut my own hair. That's one of the nice things about uh, my haircut. But one time I cut my own hair and. I don't know if you can tell, but there's a strip right down the middle that I, I missed. And, and I was getting ready to walk out the door, and Lori caught me and said, hey, hang on a second, you know, you, you, you might have missed something. And, and if, if uh, you know, if I had just kind of gone out the, the door without, uh, uh, you know, without her input and her influence, I would have looked like an idiot, right? Or more of an idiot, okay? And, uh, but, but, but she, you know, helped me. And that's what that, the, the idea of submission does not mean it is not a lack of influence. I need Lori's perspective. You know, on a more serious note, uh, just talking about like when, when we're dealing with our children, there's, there's, there's things that she sees and intuition she has often about where our kids are that, that often I'm oblivious to, really. Okay. And she'll, she'll speak up and say, Hey, Jimmy, do you notice that such and such is going on with one of the boys or, uh, you know, certain things? And, and I, I need that influence in my life. So again, that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about biblical submission, all right? And then, and then lastly, the biblical submission does not mean that the husband is always right. This is very true. Um, I, told, <laughs> I told Jimmy, um, with my strong personality, I think a lot of people think that I actually have a, a hard time submitting under authority. I actually don't, as long as I think they're making the right choice. Do you understand? Okay, understand? so that's, that's not really submitting. I'm just saying that, that that's a lot easier for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Um, so, example, uh, years ago, Jimmy and I were struggling about a financial situation that we had to make a decision on, and um, it kind of affected us monthly. And so I, I, uh, I'll just say, Jimmy wanted option A, I wanted option B, option B being the correct way to do it. <laughs> and um, you all laugh, but I'm serious. Um, <laughs> and so... Um, Every month, I kind of took him to court. I said, this is why I think we need to do it, and here's why, and I gave him many reasons and so forth. And um, he just would say, Lori, I feel like we need to do it this way, and I'd say, okay, fine. But what was happening... Okay, well, hold on a second. So when a woman says fine, what she means is, you go ahead and do that, and let's see what happens. So you said fine. Okay. Okay. Um, but for me, it was kind of a thing of I obeyed on the outside. Inside, I was very frustrated and very angry, and I just let it continue and stew. And that's why I would bring it up over and over every month. Um, so I started to pray and just say, God, I need you to help Jimmy see the light. I, I know, it's awful, isn't it? <laughs> but I was serious because I was so sure that I had the right decision in my head here. And so a friend of mine said, why don't you pray and ask God to change your heart? And I thought, yeah, okay, I'll try that. And almost immediately God showed me, just kind of revealed to me what was going on. See, I was looking at J- Jimmy um, horizontally. I saw the problem. I had the solution. And he just needed to listen. Um, and, and people would say, do you believe God is sovereign? I'd say, absolutely, without a doubt. But everything I did did not show that. Um, I needed to control things. Well, that's, there, that's it. I needed to control <laughs> things. And um, I made it really more about Jimmy's decision-making than really just about trusting God. And that's the root. So I want to look at passage in First Peter chapter 3. They kind of give us some insight on what biblical submission is, okay? We define what it's not, and I think that's, that's important for us to make sure we make that distinction. But, but what is it? 
when, when, uh, when God uh, lines this up. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 says this, says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. So I think there's a, a few things we can see here in Scripture that give us some light on what biblical submission is. Uh, the first thing it is, is it's putting yourself in a place of protection. Looking back at uh, the uh, verse in, in 1 Corinthians 11 that we talked about, lining yourself under that, you know, God has a, a design, and sometimes ladies, um, you know, God's trying to get our attention as men, and frankly, we can't hear him because all we're hearing is you. And, and sometimes the best thing you can do is just, just to step back and, and let God uh, uh, work with us and deal with us on something. I, I heard it put this way one time, that submission is ducking so God can plaster your husband. And I think there's some truth to that, okay? And so, so that's uh, the first thing. It's putting yourself in a place of protection. The next thing that sub- biblical submission is, it's the most powerful tool that a wife has to win a non-believing husband to Christ. Look at, look at what this, this says here. Um, even if some of your husbands do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by observing your conduct. And I think a lot of times, you know, we, we want to help somebody along the way. And, and ladies, I, I know there's some of you in here tonight who, you know, maybe your husband, he doesn't, he doesn't have anything to do with church. He doesn't want to uh, have anything to do with this. Or, or maybe he is here, okay? But, but you know what his life is like out of here. And, and, and you're, there's, there's a frustration, there's a disconnect in, in your uh, mind, your perspective from, from you know, what we see here and, and, and what's going on at home. And, and you want to help him find his way. The best thing you can do, if we trust God's word, the best thing you can do is allow him to see the life of Christ in you um, more than the words you say to try to convince him. It's also just choosing to line up under your husband's leadership. Um, this, this passage starts with the word likewise. Your translation might say therefore. And whenever you see the, one of those transitional words, you, you, we got to understand that it's, it's in context with, with what was just going on before. So right before this section, Peter was talking about Jesus and how Jesus um, submitted himself to his father's authority and, and went through the things that he did on this earth uh, um, because he was lining himself up under his father's authority, not under men's authority. And that's really where the, the root issue is. It's choosing to line yourself up under uh, God's authority. And when you do that, ladies, this is why this is so important. Because you paint a picture of Christ, is what Peter's saying. You paint a picture of Christ to your husband, to your children, to your friends who are watching you in, in, in a way that, that, that can't be done any other way. That's why this is, this is so significant and so important, choosing to line up under your husband's leadership. And it's an act of faith. Here at the end of this, this passage we read, verse 5, says, For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves. Their hope was not in their husbands. Their hope was in God. And, and, and let, me, let, me, let me tell you this. I heard this one time, that, it, that if you're placing your 
um, your hope for joy, for satisfaction or fulfillment in the hands of any other human being, you are guaranteeing disappointment. All right, and that goes for men, women, any, any relational context. Anytime we place our, our hope for satisfaction in the hands of another human, we're, we're going to be disappointed because remember we talked about the other night, the essence of relationships is, is one broken person doing life with another broken person in a fallen world. And, and there's, we're going to be disappointed. The only hope we have for joy and fulfillment and satisfaction is when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And that's what Lori was talking about with this issue that we were dealing with earlier was the, the root was that she needed to keep, you know, her hope and trust in God and not in me. So, so that's it, ladies. That's kind of what we're, your situation is. Now I'm going to talk to the guys. So thanks, babe. You can go on back and uh, thank you for doing that. So men, what is our role in this? Okay. What are, what are we supposed to do when it comes to this? The first thing is we're supposed to love sacrificially. We talked about that extensively on Monday night, and I would encourage you to go back over that. And I hope you're you're taking that First Corinthians 13 passage and running over that every day, like we talked about on Monday, and making that a part of who you are, and applying that to your marriage, and applying that to your parenting and 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 your relationships. So love sacrificially. The next thing is we 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 need to lead spiritually. Our role is to lead spiritually. Now, in the same way that when I started and talked to the ladies and I said submission, and many of them kind of might have recoiled at that, uh, when I say lead spiritually, talk about spiritual leadership, I, w- I would say that most of the men in this room probably just went, oh no. Because most of us, I'm speaking for me and I'm speaking for many of the men that I've talked to about this, feel very um, inadequate to be the spiritual leaders of our home. We, we don't we don't feel like we qualify. I, I know my own life. I know what's going on in my in my heart. And I don't I don't feel like I qualify to spirit, be a spiritual leader in my home often. But it's something that God has has uh, has um, um, instructed us to do as men. I want to look at um, um, we're not going to take time to look back there, but just thinking through the again, the, the creation account, the beginning of uh, of um, of life here in this this earth. And God creates um, Adam, he puts him in the garden and it, and it says that God gave the man some instruction. Okay. He told him, don't, don't eat from this particular tree. Okay. Everything else is for you. Enjoy this. Don't eat from this tree. Okay. A really simple instruction, right? So, you know, the, the story, the serpent comes and, and, uh, and talks to Eve and deceives Eve. And, and it says, scripture says that, that she took the fruit and she ate it and she gave it to her husband who was with her. So God has given instruction to Adam for the direction of his home. And here we see right at the beginning, the, the home's going the wrong direction and Adam is not stepping in and taking in his leadership. And watch what happens, okay? They, they recognize that they've sinned. They recognize that they're naked and they try to hide from God and says that God comes to walk in the garden. And, and God says this. He says, Adam, where are you? Scripture says God called to the man. He didn't say... Hey, you guys, okay? Like to say up here. Hey, y'all. Like, you know, we say in the, he didn't say, I, I, you know, I, Eve, I saw what you did. He said, Adam, where are you? And he held Adam accountable for the spiritual direction of his home. Now, was Eve responsible for her sin? Absolutely. But he held Adam accountable for the spiritual direction of his home. And that's the same thing with us, men. 
Okay? God's going to hold us accountable for, for the direction we're setting, the tone we're setting, and, and where we're going. So, so what does that mean? How do, we, how do we go about being the spiritual leaders that God wants us to, to be? I've thought about this uh, a lot over the years because, again, I, I, I don't feel uh, adequate to, to be the, the spiritual leader of my home. So, so what does it mean for me? Well, I th- I've broken it down into just two simple things. I'm a simple person. Uh, I like simple instructions. And so it's just two simple things to me. The first one is this, guys. Take initiative. All right? You might want to say it this way. Just do something. It doesn't have to be a big deal. One, one of the things that's tripped me up over the course of, of our life and marriage together and spiritual leadership in my home is, is I've tried to, to make it uh, into something that just way bigger than it needs to be. And, and, and one of the things I've learned about leadership is, is this. Leadership is simply, uh, the leader is simply the guy that goes first. If I'm going to lead my family, right? I, I, lo- I love hiking. Okay, I love getting out on the trail and stuff like that. And 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 if I'm going to lead people down the trail, I just I get out on the trail and I go first. Okay, and I and I I try to kind of navigate to where we're going and 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 call people to come with me. And that's what God's called me to do. If I want to lead my family in a spiritual direction, I just need to I need I need to be up and in the Word. I need to be memorizing Scripture and spending time in prayer. And I, it's, it's simply initiating spiritual conversations. All right, I, I know in the, the past we've had situations where, um, you know, I would try to do some kind of like Bible study or something with our, our family. And, 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 and those, things are, those things are great. And, 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 um, and you know, but I, sometimes I try to do stuff that's just way too heavy and involved. And, and, you know, my kids were just like, you know, what in the world are you talking about? And it, it was like a train wreck. And, and I remember going to Lori after one of those scenarios and, and just being really discouraged. And she said, Jimmy, we, we don't need you to be a theologian. All right. We just need you to take the lead. And, and some of the things that I found most effective in my family is when we just get a, a little devotional book and just read the devotion for the day and then just and just talk about what, what we were learning and reading or just or just as a family, just saying, hey, you know, what, you know, what do you think of that that session the other night? When you heard that, what, do you, what were some thoughts about that? Just starting conversations, allowing people to, to talk, creating an atmosphere in your home where it's, where it's encouraging and it's safe to have spiritual conversations. It doesn't need to be something super deep and involved, much more than that. And so, so um, be careful of, of, of you know, making this bigger than it needs to be. And then, and then the other thing is um, the starting point of all of this. If you're not doing anything else at all, Guys, I would just encourage you to do this. Just start praying with your wife. Just make a commitment that you're going to pray with your wife on a daily basis. All right? Just just make that effort. It's, it doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be a, a big, long 10 minutes of prayer. Just a few moments together. That will do so much for your relationship. This, um, this scenario that Lori was talking about earlier, where uh, we were struggling with our this financial decision, um, it was it was early in our marriage. We were still learning to work things. That was where we still are learning to work uh, together on on things. But but um, uh, it, one thing that I wasn't doing in this time was I I wasn't praying with Lori, and I wasn't talking to her. What she didn't know was that God was really dealing with me on this issue, and I was I was trying to obey what I felt God where I felt God was leading us as a family. And it was, a, it was a challenging thing for me. And I was really wrestling through this. I was trying to, to seek it, but what I, I wasn't communicating that with, to Lori. And I wasn't praying with her about that. 
I believe if Lori had heard me praying, verbalizing to God what I was going through with the situation, it, it would have made it a hundred times easier for her to, to trust, not in me again, but trust in, in the direction that God was taking our family. It would have changed that whole dynamic. And so, so guys, if nothing else, uh, just start praying together. And uh, if you're already praying together, great. Then, then you know, do something else. Find a, a, a book to go through. Or listen to a podcast together. Or do something like that. Um, the next thing here is this, okay? First thing is take initiative. Just do something. And, and here's the second part. You ready, guys? Okay? Uh, don't quit. Right? It's that simple. Just start something. And after you start something, just commit that you're not going to give up. One of the things that I've found in life is that I was, I was talking with um, some guys uh, last week that that all have younger kids and they're they're just learning how to do family life together and they're they're working through some things and I said here's the deal guys one of the things I found is that is that right when you get into a good groove uh, as a family you mean you're maybe having a good devotional time and you're praying together and you're you kind of are in this this kind of good rhythm then then something comes along to change that okay um, you know uh, baseball season starts or uh, you know a summer vacation or you know for us going on the road and coming off the road our our schedules change radically and 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 all, and all of a sudden we'll, we'll kind of sometimes we'll kind of stop and, and look back and and God will say hey Jimmy there's some things that that you haven't been doing you know those things you used to do and those aren't in place anymore and I'm like oh man you know yeah I need to get back onto that Lori was um reading this book a while back and she read this excerpt and I, and I, this, I just, this resonated with me. It says years ago, I was challenged to pray with my wife every day. At that time, I rarely prayed with her. Sure. We'd say grace over a meal, but as far as holding hands and stuff, no way. For some reason, I'd rather sign up for military service, go climb a cliff or hang glide, but pray with my wife. It scared me stiff. The main reason it scared me was that I had not done it in so long to ask her to pray would be a stark admission of my failure in this area. Plus, she might have a heart attack. I still remember the first night I asked her, we were going to bed and had our little requisite goodnight kiss. Scared to death, I reached over my left hand and I asked, do you want to pray? You know what she said? She said, sure. Then she prayed and then I prayed and I lived. And I, I, listen, the reason I, I, I like that is because I, I really can, can uh, um, uh, connect with that guy. I get where he's coming from. There have been times in, in, in our life where, again, I've looked back and God has said, hey, Jimmy, there's some rhythms you need to get back in place in your home. And, and, I, and, I, and I think, God, if I, if I go back to Lori and say, you know, hey, I, I want to start this up, she's going to look at me and just go, oh, here we go again. You know, and I, I remember sharing that with her one time. And she said, Jimmy, I've never thought that. And she said, I don't know any woman that thinks that. She said, I am only glad that you are willing to, to keep making an effort to lead our family where we need to go. And that's why this, this is, is so important for us, guys, to lead our families spiritually as we love them sacrificially. Um, I came across this quote a couple years ago by Winston Churchill. He said this, he said, success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. And I love that. You know why? I got a great track record with the first part. Okay? One failure to another, I got that part down. If success is simply 
saying that I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to continue to strive to be the spiritual leader of my home. Then I can be a success. And guess what? So can you. Anyone else in here? And again, like I said, on, on Sunday night, no matter where we've been, yesterday's failures don't determine today's decisions. And, and we can commit right now to be the spiritual leader of our home that we need to be. So what's our homework for tonight? Right? Ready? It's this. Just pray together tonight. Pray together. And um, uh, sometime before you, you, you uh, turn the TV on or, or lay down or whatever, just spend a couple minutes praying together and see what that does for the focus of our family. All right? Let's have a, a word of prayer and we'll move on with the rest of the service. Father, again, thank you for, um, for your word and how you exhort and encourage us and um, use it to, to change and challenge and, and, um, and stir us. And God, would you uh, help us? I, I, I know for me, Lord, you, you know my inadequacies um, and shortcomings as a, as a spiritual leader of my home. And, and so, God, I, I need you to help me. To, to be the leader you want me to be. And I know that Lori would say she needs you to help her uh, to create that submissive atmosphere in our home. So Lord, would you enable us to do what's, be, what's beyond us to do? Because our, our deep down desire is that, that people would see your life in us, the light of your life shining through us um, to people who are around us who, who are desperately looking for answers. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.